This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Welcome to Shepherding Our Hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. Today we're going to talk about um, some events in the life of Elijah the prophet. Um, so I'm going to start by kind of setting up where we are, um, and then we're going to talk actually about um, what comes right after Elijah's challenge to the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. So we know that he had a great showdown with the prophets of Baal where he had them try to call out to Baal to come and consume a sacrifice and it did not work. And then Elijah had a sacrifice of his own laid out on wood and doused with water um, repeatedly and he prayed and immediately God consumed not only the sacrifice but all of the water around it and um, everything that was in it. And then immediately, um, all of the prophets of Baal, 450, were killed. And so it was a great um, sort of um, defeat of the prophets of Baal and a great win for God, right? So you would think that Elijah would have been very um, happy at this point and would feel, you know, kind of lifted up with... um, encouragement after the defeat of the prophets of Baal here. That's not what we find. So we're going to read some in 1 Kings chapter 19 and see what happens right after this event. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8 to start with, so we're all clear. Um, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and withal how he had slain all of the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and requested for himself that he might die, and said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him, and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake, bacon on the coals, and a cruse of water at his head. And he did eat and drink, and he laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time, and touched him, and said, Arise and eat, because that journey is too great for thee. And he arose, and did eat and drink, and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights, and unto Horeb the mountain of God. Okay, so, yeah, here right after we see the um, defeat of the prophets of Baal, we see that King Ahab... And his wife Jezebel um, are not just going to leave Elijah alone at this point. And so I was kind of thinking about it because, like, I would have thought that I would be pretty excited at how things went on Mount Carmel. Like, it happened just like Elijah had wanted it to. Um, Yeah, but I mean, it didn't end very well for him. It didn't, right? Because, Because, like, life itself is not like a movie. Um, the things don't just get like immediately tied up and go back to perfect and, and happy and and sunshine, rainbows, butterflies, butterflies and all the good things. Like it doesn't happen that way. And that's what Elijah was experiencing. Like this great thing happened and he defeated the prophets of Baal and they were killed. And then it starts to rain. It hasn't rained for three and a half years. Um, 
and you know Elijah prays and so the rain is coming and again like you would think this is a wonderful time but then Jezebel promises she's going to kill him before the next day so um, I think it just he went from probably a point of like elation and excitedness to like are you kidding me like quite the roller coaster for him don't step on the computer okay wow that's actually kind of impressive Strider yeah, we uh we have three animals in the room with us currently. So it's basically apologies. a zoo. Um, hopefully they'll stay quiet um, and not step on the computer, Strider. Okay. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah, immediately he kind of um, goes into the state of depression or sadness and and kind of gloom. And so he... Gloom and doom. Gloom and doom. He runs away for his life. He lays under a juniper tree. But then he just, in verse 4, so 1 Kings 19, verse 4, he says, Oh, Lord, take away um, my life, for I'm not better than my father's. So he just wants to die at this point. And, I mean, it's it's quite the extreme set of emotions, again. Um and we see that the first thing that he's told to do um, is to eat and, and drink take a nap. and sleep, right? Because everything looks better if you eat and drink and sleep. It's true. Yeah. And it will solve all of your problems. <laughs> Maybe not all, it's, but it's, it's, it's the best like, place to start. It's the Hakuna Matata of this time. <laughs> eat and drink. That's right. But... He knew, God knew, that Elijah needed nourishment and he needed rest to be able to face what was before him. So those are the first things he is told to do. And it's a good first step for us, too. What? Do you want me to read the next set of verses? Yes, that'd okay. be great. I didn't know if that that's what that pause was. Yeah. I didn't want to cut you off in the middle of your point, though. Um, we're going to keep reading verses 9 through 16. 18? 18? That's what I meant to say. That's not what I said, though. Um, and he came thither unto a cave, and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came on, came to him. And he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel for have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go therefore, and stand upon the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind rent the mountain, and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice. And it was so, when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle, and went out, and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him, and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only am left and they seek to take and they seek my life to take it away can i interrupt you for just a second because i feel like we need to address something here the number of times that elijah in all of this says i i have been very jealous for the lord i have done this and i have done that and i am the only one left um and now they're seeking my life to take it so just the amount of focus that elijah has on himself 
at this point. And um, I think that that's just really um, a human characteristic that we all share, right? Is like, it's so easy to see what our, our part is in something. And that's all Elijah is looking at at that point is I. And so I just felt like before you went on and read the rest of the solution that we needed to just mention that, that Elijah was just very focused on himself and his part in all of this. Okay, sorry. Okay, Um, we're going to start again in verse 15 is where I believe I was at. Yes, okay. Um, And the Lord said unto him, Go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when thou comest, anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. And Jehu the son of Nimshi shall thou anoint to be king over Israel, and Elisha the son of Shaphat of... I have no idea how to say that. It's split up in my Bible. You say it. Abomenala? Sure. There's just... It's like split weird. And so I can't even put those letters together in my head. Okay. Shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. And it shall come to pass that him shall that escapeth the sword of Hazel Jehu, shall Jehu slay, and him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Yet I have left me seven thousand in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. That got really hard at the end. I don't even know why. <laughs> It's okay. However you said it is just fine. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about this part. Oh, I thought you were. This is your part. We You split it up. I didn't. I thought you had something to say before that. Oh, because you already did it. You said the I. You interrupted. Okay. I was like, I read your notes, and uh, there yeah. was a whole other part in there. Yeah, but... Oh. Huh. Anyways, um... <laughs> God has a solution, and the first thing is showing Elijah both his power and his gentleness. So his power in the um, the strong wind and the earthquake and then the fire, and his gentleness, which comes in the form of his still, small voice. And he gives Elijah the answer to finding encouragement. So the first answer, the first thing he says is in verse 15, um, where he says to keep working. So sometimes getting up and getting through stuff, like just working can help kind of lift your spirits and make you feel better. You look like you want to say something? No. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then the second thing comes in verse 16 when he says, to go find a companion, have a friend, have someone you can talk to. That always helps. Just something you can, some something being a person, so most people would say someone you can be <laughs> with is really helpful. And then the last thing is in verse 18 when he says, no, you're not alone because we're never alone. We're, we always have people. There's always other people who have gone through the same things we're going through. Yeah, we always have people. We always have God. And I think knowing that um, 
like these 7,000 people in Israel, which had not bowed to Baal, were also in the same position of Elijah. Like they may be feeling like they are alone. Um, and so just to know that like there are people that are going through the same thing that you're going through can help quite a bit. Um, and always, you know, working and finding someone to work with in the service to God is the key. And so when he, Elijah goes and finds Elisha to be a prophet next to him, right. And to work with him. Um, that's just it helps. Having yeah. people helps. Guys. It's so encouraging. And we know that, you know, from other passages we read um, in the Bible that that everything we go through, other people have already gone through. There and is so, nothing new under the sun. Yeah, there is nothing new under the sun, as it tells us in Ecclesiastes. So, um, yeah, we can always find people who have similar struggles to us and either have gone through or are currently going through what we're going through so we can look for those people and we can like work together to get through it and to talk about it and to find encouragement that way good things um and then do we want to finish now with this verse yeah let's right, go for so it so we're gonna go ahead and finish with hebrews 4 verses 14 through 16 i will read those really quick um seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens jesus the son of god let us hold fast our profession for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That's perfect, because I think what we need to remember is that we're going to go through tough times, and so is everyone else. And so we need to find a way to get that encouragement we need. To keep on going. You know what's a good way to find encouragement? What's that? Listening to Shepherding Our Hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. That's a great way. Way to yeah. plug plug the podcast. Yeah, see, I just, I saw an opportunity. I had to take it. You had to take it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because sometimes that's harder, that's easier said than done. I almost said harder said than done, and I was <laughs> like, that is... Sometimes things are harder to say. You know, for some of us. Are you talking about me? <laughs> yes. Oh. But it's okay. Other people have been there, too. See, you're not alone. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I do what I can. And, and we're just going to stop right there. <laughs> and thank you thank for listening. You. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.